0: You know, when I was a little boy, we lived down on old farms, and lots of times I'd hear my daddy praying, because he'd always pray down at the barn. He'd always sit up and read the Bible, sometimes till way late in the night, and I could still hear my daddy tell me, son, always try to live right. grow up to be a man of your word son and always do what you say and always follow the Lord because you can depend on him to show you the way and when the burdens of life get so heavy you just know they're going to get you down well son you just stop and think of Jesus and all the thorns that they put in his crown and then nails in his hands son I think he took them just for you. Because you see, God knew you was coming and there's a job he wants you to do. The good book tells me to bring you up in the way you should go. And that's why I'm telling you all this now, son, because these are things that I think you're going to need to know. You know, it seemed like just yesterday that my daddy was telling me all these things. His voice was rough, but still it was soft like an angel's wing. I know my daddy's got a home up there, no more quarter farmer, his worries will all be gone, because you see, Jesus will be Lord and Master in that beautiful heavenly home. And one day I'm going to walk with Jesus, and I'll walk with my daddy too, but you see, we'll walk through the fields of glory. And it'll all be because of the old rugged cross and being brought up in the way it should go. And that's why I'm telling you all this now. Because I think these are things that we all need to know. Amen. Thank you, brother. Pastor has a good voice. Yes, he does. But uh, but he wrote that, and I remember as a child hearing that over and over. Loved to hear him do it, and just from memory, every once in a while I'll repeat that back, and it just brings tears to my eyes. Usually, Uh, my dad left when I was four and a half years old, and uh, was an alcoholic, and and that's the best I can say about some of his behavior but uh but I did get a stepdad when I was seven and he started us in church and one by one we got saved and Jesus made all the difference. And uh and so um you know I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the, the Lord uh knocking on my heart's door and uh and uh, thankful that somebody told me about Jesus. Well, uh, I don't know how many of you grew up right here in this church. Um, Let me ask, how many of you kind of grew up here, were saved here maybe? Okay, several of you. Um, well, uh, I want to look at Psalm chapter 137, Psalm chapter 137. says in verse 1, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof, for there they that carried us away captive required of us a song. They that wasted us required of us myrrh, saying, Sing us one of those songs of Zion. And they responded, How shall we sing in the Lord's, uh, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth, if I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy. Now, what that's talking about is when Israel was in Babylonian bondage um, they were away from Jerusalem so they were away from what the temple and the presence of God right And so they had heard obviously the Babylonians had heard what a great uh, group of singers this group was but how beautiful it was when they sang unto the Lord and so they said hey why don't you sing us one of those songs? We want to hear it. And they said, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? How can we sing the Lord's song when we're nowhere near the Lord? Because, see, they weren't blessed to be on this side of the cross. And so when they wanted to be in the presence of the Lord, they went to Jerusalem. They went to the temple. And, and also, um, Anyone who wanted to be in the presence of the Lord went to Jerusalem. That's what they equated. A lot of times we equate our our church when when we got saved, when we first heard the good news of the gospel, we equate that kind of to that. But, But, you know, being on this side of the cross, we don't have to be in any particular church. We don't have to be in any particular place. If you have a prayer closet, that's wonderful. If you go in there and shut the door, but you don't have to be in any particular place. You can talk to the Lord wherever you are. Sometimes I get to praying and singing uh, while I'm driving down the road. I try not to close my eyes when I'm praying because that's not safe. But but He hears us anywhere, and we can worship Him anywhere. We can praise His name, and He's worthy of it, right? But but we I I, I sometimes think back, and that's what kind of got me thinking about uh, this uh, re- that recitation because. When I was a child, I remember going around sometimes with that little gospel group and hearing them sing and hearing them um, do that recitation, and it just impacted me as a young boy, and I I loved to think about that time. Um, You know, but many of you, um, I I, I don't know how many of you are Christians or believers, but at some point, if you're a believer, you answered that that heart's not. You answered... The, the knock on your heart's door, um, you 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 said yes to Jesus, and and when I think back on those times, those were some good old days, right? It was it was exciting because at that time, whatever the Lord asked, whatever He wanted of me, anything you asked, Lord, I, I was ready and willing to do whatever He asked. Do you ever remember? Do you remember those times when when nothing God asked you to do seemed like too much? You just wanted Him to ask, right? Um, well, we look back on those times and maybe many of you have taught Sunday school. Maybe you've um, went out on visitation and shared the gospel with people or maybe you you, you just uh, look at it like, hey, as I go and, and when you're at work or when you're at the grocery store or when you bump into somebody, uh, I'm not talking about an accident, but hey, th- that's a good time to witness too, right? But, but maybe there's times when, you know, you were active in doing what the Lord would ask you to do. You were... You were excited and willing to tell the, you, you could sing the song, I love to tell the story and mean it, right? And we can look back on some of those times and, 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 and think about the things that we've done for the Lord. Um, the way that he's used us. So we can look back, just like they were looking back and saying, hey, they wept when they remembered Zion. They wept when they remembered how it was when they were in the presence of God and when they felt his presence and when they could sing the songs and know that he was there hearing those songs. Um, Maybe you look back and think when you were saved, when you were baptized, maybe back when you sang in a choir, or you remember the preacher that preached um, when you were young. Uh, Maybe you remember a Sunday school teacher that just really impacted your life, or the revivals that you, you've had in the past that just really set a fire under you. Um, maybe VBS, uh, when you learned the stories about, um, or the accounts um, from God's Word. Um, you remember the faithful members. Maybe you can sit right here and think, you know, I remember when old so-and-so used to sit right over here. Or I remember when Miss So-and-so used to sit right over here. Hey, this is the Baptist church, right? We can think back and remember those things, and sometimes very fondly. Um, Maybe trips that you went on as a youth group or children's group. Um, Meals, the fellowship meals. Um, Maybe if I asked, you could say some things that just really mean something to you. Do y'all ever talk on Sunday? Uh, I, I don't want to get you out of your comfort zone too bad, but but maybe something that just sticks in your mind from back in the day. Back, maybe it was ten years ago, maybe it was fifty years ago, but something that just made an impact or a difference, or maybe the way the Lord used you or asked of you. Anybody? We had an old older fellow at church that would take. He he called him his young preacher boys uh-huh. but he would he, he, he took the time to teach us and disciple us and uh, let us on sunday nights he let us preach and do different things and bless his heart yeah. uh, but it just environment just someone to take their time to pour into somebody else yeah absolutely i i think that's uh awesome and i know it impacted your life i remember so some in my life that gave me opportunities to preach and and they could have probably found some good reasons not to, but, uh, but they did. And I'm thankful for that and, and, and for a youth minister that just really helped make a difference um, in my walk. Uh, anybody else? Yes. remember in school when the little lady would come and do Bible study with us in school and, you know, have her little things and put them, I always remember that, wish it could be going back to that, to yeah. learn in school about God, right. and then Miss Mary Donegan, she was my mentor, and I think she sat right here, but uh, she never gave up on me, and one mm-hmm. day when the we went to a revival, she and I together, that's when I just couldn't sit in that uh, sit there any longer, and I had Gone now, part of it. Yeah. But what an impact she had on your life! Yeah, yeah I, I remember going back to my home church, Parents Chapel Baptist Church, and uh, you know, and preached there. And I remember seeing my Sunday school teacher from when I was a child mm-hmm. still there, still keeping on, keeping on for the Lord. And I'll tell you, that impacts your life as well. Just to see those faithful brothers and sisters in Christ, those faithful who still at it um, ecclesiastes 7 10 says say not thou what is the cause that the former days were better than these for thou dost not inquire wisely concerning this it doesn't mean that the former days weren't good but but don't assume god's done his best work don't assume that he's finished he's still working matter of fact what's that song he's still working on me He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth, and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be. He's still working on me. He's still working. He still saves souls. He's still knocking on heart's doors. He's still God. And he still saves. And so. I, I, I don't think it's wrong. As a matter of fact, I, I know it's not from some of the other scriptures I'm going to share with you. We do look back on those times. We do grow from those times. We do, we do uh, I think, the times he got us through things that we didn't think we could get through. Gives us strength for today. Gives us more faith. I think it helps when we share those testimonies to give people faith to get through what they're going through right now. So, you know, it's not that we can't look back with fineness on those things, but don't assume God's done. Don't assume He's finished, and don't assume He's finished with you. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. So, uh, not saying don't look back, just don't just look back. Uh, so we do look back. We take heed, take heed unto yourself. That means look closely at yourself. Right now, look closely. Um, Deuteronomy 4, 9 says, only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life, but teach them thy sons and thy sons. In other words, we're to pass it on. You sing a song. It only takes a spark to get a fire going. Remember that. Right. Then soon, all those around uh, can warm up in its glory. You know, sometimes just a, a praise here instead of saying, "Man, it's a beautiful day." To say, "Hey, God has given us a beautiful day," can turn the the, the conversation over to um, the Lord. Second uh, uh, Timothy. Uh, 4.16 says, Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine, the teachings, the belief system. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt save thyself and who? them that hear thee. God never intended for you to get saved and then never pass it on. He intended to save you and then for you to tell others. Pass it on. To use you for to, for the adding to his kingdom. Right? God has a plan and a purpose for you. Not yesterday. Today. He has a plan and purpose for you today. Malachi 1. I, I'm not going to read all of it because it's quite uh, long. But uh, I'll read a few verses and then I'll I'll, I'll just kind of talk you through them. But it says, uh, Malachi 1, verse 1, it says the burden of the word of the Lord to Israel, the same group, it, it, it's about a 100 years or so you know, later, but this same group who were saying, hey, if I can't sing a song for you, Lord, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. If I can't play my instrument for you, Lord, let my right hand forget its cunning. Don't even let me play if I can't play it for you. If i If you're not my chief joy, Right? then I don't, I don't even want to sing. I don't even want to play. So I don't think there's anything wrong with, with us enjoying things and doing things. You know, nothing wrong with a football game uh, unless it gets in the way of the Lord. Right? Amen. There's nothing wrong with, with, with you know, enjoying some things, uh, whatever it might be, whatever you enjoy, but don't let them get in the way. Don't let them be above. The Lord in your life. Don't let them hinder you from doing what God would have you do. But this same group, about a hundred years later, with the same people group, God's children, right? He said, I have loved you, saith the Lord, yet ye say, wherein hast thou loved us? It's kind of like us maybe saying, yeah, right. Yeah, right. When have you loved me. Have you ever been in a circumstance when things weren't going your way and maybe you were frustrated and you were feeling like, God, why aren't you blessing? Why aren't, what are you doing here? Why are you allowing this to happen? And you start questioning God's love for you. Or at least maybe Satan whispers in your ear, if God loved you, you wouldn't let you be going through this. They said, hey, oh yeah, when have you loved us? He goes on, I'm going to go ahead and just say in verse 6, A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? If I be a master, where is my fear? Saith the Lord of hosts, O priests that despise my name. Despise means to make it out as if it's nothing. He said, you're making my name out to be like it's nothing. And they said... Wherein have we despised thy name? In other words, they said, yeah, right. When have we despised your name? When have we made it out to be nothing? Or, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? When have we done that? He said, you've polluted the bread on verse 7. you offer polluted bread upon my altar, and you say, wherein have we polluted thee? Can you, can you see that in, in, in the way that we can tend to be if we're not careful. Um, In the way we give, give our leftovers, what we have left over, rather than giving God uh, what he deserves and what he requires from our first fruits. Um, He says in that you say that the table of the Lord is contemptible. you offer if you, And if you offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And if you offer the lame and the sick, is it not evil? Offer it now to thy governor. This is the same people group that just a hundred years or so, maybe a little more, uh, Before, we're saying, I don't even want to play if I can't do it for you. I don't even want to sing if I can't do it for you. And yet now, they're offering polluted bread upon their altar. They're offering them their leftovers. They're offering whatever they have left. In other words, I'll go to church if I don't have any other plans. Right? I'll give you my time if I don't have any other plans. He said... Verse 8, toward the middle, it says, Offer it now to thy governor. Will he be pleased with thee? Or accept thy person, saith the Lord of hosts? He said, hey, offer what you have left over. Offer your, your the, the blind and the sick. Offer the, the things that you don't want anyway to the governor. You think he'll accept it? He said, now I pray you beseech God that he will be gracious unto us, This hath been by your means, will he regard your person, saith the Lord? Going down to verse 10, about the middle of it, it says, I have no pleasure in you, saith the Lord of hosts, neither will I accept an offering of your hand. God doesn't want our leftovers. He doesn't want, you know, and I don't really want to make this about giving as much as I want to make it about our time giving our time telling people about jesus working for the lord he has plans for you he wants you to serve him he wants you to give of your time and your money right i've told this but it was at my church at the time so i don't want to get in trouble with you but but you know if you can't give with the right heart and attitude you might as well keep it because he's not going to accept it of your hand. That's right. If you can't give your time with the right heart and attitude. I've, heard, I've seen people and they say, oh, this person, man, they really do a lot for the church. And I thought, yeah, but they do it with a stinking attitude all the time. Amen. When you give of your time to the Lord, do it with the honor that he's deserving of. Do it with the respect. Do it because He is your heavenly Father who gave His Son as a sacrifice so that you could have a right relationship, so you could have peace with God, so that you could be in His presence. Do it with not making His name out to be nothing. Do it with the right attitude. hadn't been talking to Him (laughs) about this, so if the shoe fits, it's because the Lord's speaking, not... Not uh, Brother Andy. Whatever we do, but you know what? What are we doing? What are we doing for the Lord? How are you serving now? Not yesterday. Not 10 years ago, not 20 or 30 years ago. How are you serving the Lord today? Who are you telling about Jesus now? Who are you praying for that they would be saved? On over in Malachi, I think I can find it real quick. It's just a page over or so. Uh It's verse 13. He said, you said also, behold, what a weariness it is. You ever got up on Sunday morning and just thought, Man, I don't want to go to visitation. Man, I don't want to tell. You know, it's 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 just tired, right? And then he says, and ye have snuffed at it. Snuffed at it, saith the Lord of hosts. And ye brought that which is torn and lame and sick. Thus ye brought an offering. Should I accept this if you have? But he said, you snuffed at it. And in other words, it, that. <sighs> don't want to do that it's tired you know i've done my part let somebody else do it right paul said paul said this one thing have i done he said i hadn't already achieved i hadn't already gotten there but this one thing i've done forgetting what's behind and pressing toward the high calling of god pressing toward the mark the high calling In other words, don't let your past sins hinder you from serving the Lord today. Don't let the past hinder you from serving the Lord today. But also, I want to say this, don't let your past victories hinder you from serving today. Often we can get to the point where we feel comfortable and we feel satisfied with what we've done for the Lord. Am I the only one? We can say, you know what, I used to teach Sunday school, but I've done my part. I used to, whatever, you fill in the blank. I used to go on visitation. I used to tell people about Jesus. I used to offer my gifts and my talents that the Lord has given me for him, but let somebody else do it. Guys, I want to tell you, forget what's behind. What are you doing today? What are you serving? How are you serving him today? Who are you telling about Jesus today? Don't get tired. Keep on keeping on. Don't don't stop there. Don't get discouraged if you think, you know what? I'm not doing as much as I used to or I'm not serving him like I'm used to. I'm not as happy in the Lord as I used to be. Don't, Don't stop there, but then look toward the future. Look forward. verses there that I was thinking about using and just say this in Isaiah 6-8 says also I heard the voice of the Lord saying whom shall I send and who shall go for us then said I here am I send me use me is that our attitude today Maybe it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30. But is that our attitude today? Lord, whatever you need, whatever you want from me, I'll deny myself, I'll take up the cross, I'll do what you want me to do. I'll follow you. Wherever it is, whatever you ask, I'll do it. Because you're worthy of my service. Guys, I want to end by saying this. Revelations 3.20, I believe, God says, Behold, that means look, okay? I stand at the door and knock. That's present tense. I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, not only is he knocking on the hearts of men and women, but he is calling out to them. He said, If they hear my voice, and open the door, I will come into them and sup with them, and they with me. You can have fellowship with the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and if you're sitting here this morning and you've never trusted the Lord as your Savior, I want you to know He is knocking. His Word says He is. He is calling out to you, and if you'll just open the door, He'll come in and sup with you, and He'll never be able to say from that point on, Depart from me. I never knew you. But you've had fellowship with him. He's dwelt within your heart. The Bible says, not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. It's his desire to save you. It's his desire to save your parents. It's his desire to save your kids and your grandkids. It's his desire to save your neighbor, who you don't even like. Right? He loves them. And he wants to use you to reach out and share the gospel with them. And one of the songs we sang earlier, it's, I think it says, Can You Hear the Gospel Call Today? No, it was not that. Oh, let's see. I thought I would remember it, so I didn't write it down. Heed to the call, the gospel call today. Get in the glory lamp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Say it again. Heed to the call. Heed to the call. Heed to the call, the gospel call. How can the world heed to a call that they can't hear? It's up to us to share the gospel with them. It's up to us to magnify his name. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. He's drawing. He's knocking. I believe it's our responsibility to make sure that they know it. It's our responsibility to say he's knocking. I I remember when I was a kid, I told you my dad left when I was four and a half, so for a time there, my mom was raising us by herself. She was working, and she had, uh, and I mean no disrespect here, but she had this little black lady that came in, and she would stay with us through the week to help my mom out and take care of us when we were little. And her name was Edna McBride. And i uh, me tell you all this. A little off the point. She didn't do any cooking, she said. But she would fry bologna and make fried bologna sandwiches. And she put just a little mustard on that fried bologna sandwich. And until this day, I still love a fried bologna sandwich with mustard on it. I don't know if it's really that good or if it's just nostalgia, but I love it. But uh, back when when I was about 16, and Edna's house burned down. And I had a new dad, stepdad, who didn't really know Edna the same way. But they let Edna come stay with us when I was 16 years old until they got her house fixed. And she'd be at our house. She wouldn't answer the phone. But when the phone rang, she'd say, Phone's ringing. Phone's ringing. Like we couldn't hear the phone ringing. She was letting us know the phone's ringing. Guys, I want you to know, God's knocking. He's calling. But we need to be letting the world know that he is. They can't hear. They don't have ears to hear. We need to make sure they know that he loves them, that he's knocking, he's calling, he's desiring, he's patiently waiting at the door, knocking. And if they'll only open the door and let him in, he'll come in he'll have fellowship with them. And he'll have fellowship with you if you've never trusted him as your Lord and Savior. You can do it today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. And I want you to know no matter who you are, what your past is, what you did yesterday, Christ will save you today if you'll just open up your heart's door and let Him in. He wants He wants to. He wants to save the people in your circle, the people He's given you an opportunity to have an influence over. What are you doing with it? Are you telling them? Are you as willing as you were back when you first met Him to spread that good news? I pray that you are, but I know that there's times when we slip in and out of that. Sometimes we get a little selfish with our time. We get a little selfish, and, you know, we don't want to offend anybody. But I'll tell you what one of these days, they're going to stand before a holy and righteous God. And they may very well say, Scott Pearl, I, I saw you. Every week. Why didn't you ever tell me? Why didn't you tell me about Jesus? I've got a buddy. Most of my childhood stories, when I was telling them in college, started with, hey, one time Benji King and I, he was a childhood friend, Benji King. And it was a big thing around our dorm room, saying, it's the Benji King hour, because I'd tell him a Benji King story. When my son died about a year and a half ago, Benji King was at the funeral. First time I'd seen him in many years. Had alcohol on his breath. And he told a friend of mine that was talking to him about the Lord. He said, if it was that important, he said, the people I work with, there's several of them who are deacons in the church and they've never once invited me to church. They've never once talked to me about Jesus. What are they saying about you? Are you telling them? The Bible says if we see the trouble coming and like the watchman on the tower, We fail to sound the trumpet. They'll die, but their blood will be on our hands. But if we see the trouble coming, and we sound the alarm, and they just don't pay any attention, our hands are clean. I want to encourage you. Make sure you do your part. Some plant, some water, God gives the increase. But if we're not planting, and we're not watering. God won't. good news is if we haven't been listening, if we haven't been serving, if we haven't been doing what God has called us to do, we can start today and we can say yes, Lord, send me, use me. I'm willing. If we've been ignoring that knock at our heart's door, we can say, Lord, you're welcome. Come into my heart. Cleanse me. Thank you for dying on the cross to save me. And ask him to save you. Invite him in. I want to ask you this. Do you know that you know that you know that Christ is in your heart? I'm not asking if you've been to church for 25, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. I'm not asking that. Jesus said you must be born. Has there been a time when you said, come on in, you're welcome here, come into my heart, save me. He who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be.